When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Switching from grill to griddle. I'm your host, Rob Simmons, joined by my partner in crime and co-host, Chris Ashley. What up, y'all? What's up, my brother? How you doing? Welcome back to town. I'm, yeah. Yeah, your, your well, travel schedule. For a short, for a very short period of time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like, like, let's get this in before you hit the the friendly skies again. Uh, yes. So, yeah. So, schedules are getting hurt, sporadic, but we're going to make sure y'all get the episodes you need. And uh, this week is going to be a pretty interesting episode um, because we've kind of talked around the edges of it, but I don't think we ever really kind of went through the actual thought process and what we did to prepare. And I think a lot of people are still, you know, considering whether they want to switch from a grill to a griddle or have both. Um, And then my partner over here, my homeboy, just became part of the club. And has his uh, very own griddle now, his Blackstone griddle. So, uh, so we want to help folks kind of who is probably still on the fence, uh, kind of decide w- what what direction they want to go. So, I'll ask you: um, When did you start first thinking about even making the switch in the first place? The moment you got one, and I got jealous. <laughs> <laughs> you, you seriously had to ask that question, right? Jealousy. I wanted everybody to hear powerful, the answer. <laughs> powerful. Uh, no. Um. So. To be honest, I mean, I've had, I mean, we both got our green eggs a long time ago. I, I mean, I I remember the company we were at when you got yours. So even if we got it at the end of that journey, you would have got yours 15 years ago. And I know you had it a couple of years into the company. So I, I'd like to say we both got, you got your egg probably mm, 18-ish years ago. And I was about a year after you got your egg, I went ahead and got one. Um and it might have been actually the same year. We'd been, we'd both been looking at smokers at the time because we that was I'd like to say it was somewhat early in the journey. We were still using the the uh, bullet smoker, the yeah, the metal one that we were sharing. Really, it was so light; it weighed about three pounds. Yeah, you could put it in a backpack. Um, yeah, and then but, you hit me to the egg. I didn't even know about the egg, and then you kind of showed it to me. I was like, oh, that is really really nice because it solved a problem that we both had, which was. It is really, I shouldn't say it's hard to, but when you have massive temperature swings, so daytime temperature being, let's say, 70 degrees Fahrenheit, but sweeping down into a nighttime temperature going down like into like the 40s or rain and stuff like that, we, we just struggled with trying to keep the heat right because it just wasn't insulated. So the egg made the, the perfect 
decision for it to switch. So when I got, I got, we both again started the egg somewhere around 18 years ago. Um, I'm me probably more 17. And then I got your Mac smoker from you and fantastic smoker. And the egg sat there and I would use it more for grilling, but I didn't use it as much for smoking. Uh, so it was just like kind of an extra smoker I had sitting there. So I, my wife actually, uh, I get, I'm assuming she must have talked to you. She must have said to me, because she, you and I have talked about it and I said I want to do it. So I decided I'm going to get you one. Um, but right, of course, so she now looked, that you have it, she did reach out to me and ask me some questions about which one, you know, you should get. Yeah. And I know you said, get the full one. And she's like, I ain't paying that much money. So she went, she got the in between. She actually got the electric one, which, I was like, huh, now this is a third cooking surface that I have for outdoors. And the reason why I decided against it, I was like, uh, I'm, I'll just get rid of the egg. Cause she's like, we don't need another big one like that on the, on the, on the deck. And I said, I'll get rid of the egg because I have a big storage container for a lot of things that were really egg related. I'll get rid of that and the storage container and I'll put this new one there. And the, the one she got was a 17 inch electric, which was nice, but I'm like, I'm not going to be able to cook a lot of food on that. And we're a family of six. So if I'm really using it, I'm tend to be using it for a lot of food. So the extra cook surface was nice. And I was like, let me just look around. I was like, at first I looked cause she got it at um, Lowe's and I was like, uh, well, okay, there's a big difference between 179 and like $500. And then I happened to peek over at Walmart and they had uh one for two 69 or 279, something like that. And it was all that I needed. And I was like, that's done. It's $100 more than what you've already spent. I'll just get another one. Now, here's the funny how it works. So it's my birthday gift. I returned the item that was my birthday gift from my wife. They refunded her credit card. And then I went and bought it on my credit card. So I paid for my own birthday gift. But what, who, who, who are we squabbling over here? So <laughs> needless to say, I spent- Happy birthday to Because in your mind, you're like, I spent $100 more. And then later I realized, no, I just spent the whole thing for this thing. She got off scot-free. You got all the credit for buying me this for my birthday. Hilarious. But uh, yeah, no, it it is the the making decision. It started, I think, when you got yours. Because I was like, there's a lot of nice things about this. My wife would never use the egg. I, I mean, never once in 18 years did she ever, because it was, she didn't want to deal with the getting it started. She definitely didn't like the idea with the egg. You always had to burp it when you're opening it to make sure. There's just a lot, and she only needed it for grilling. So it was never a good use case for her. Uh, she was never, ever, ever going to use it for smoking. So this made it something that's more entry level. She can turn a propane tank on, press a button, have a hot cooking surface and cook outside. The other thing is I love hash browns, like potatoes and eggs. And potato, or sorry, potatoes and onions. Oh, that is my breakfast jam. She cannot stand the smell of that in the morning. So part of the reason why she wanted this was to force me to go outside and cook that so she doesn't have to smell it in the morning. So yeah, you are you are quite the breakfast. I mean, I love breakfast too. Um, yes. But uh, you are quite the, you're like, I like breakfast for the art of it. You like breakfast because you are a Southern breakfast guy you know now to be fair when i cook breakfast i mean i cook big for my kids too so in the morning and this is my like my son is coming home with his girlfriend this weekend uh and now the other kids they're going on to spring break i will saturday and sunday we'll have big breakfasts uh for everybody and routinely my kids are used to they get up on saturday morning 
they're either having French toast, waffles, pancakes. I'll, you know, I'll make cinnamon rolls, whatever they want. I'll, I'll just figure out something. I'll just make it or I'll look things up. Like yesterday for dinner, I, I was like, I'm going to try to make orange chicken. Screw this. So I made them orange chicken. I love to cook. However, cooking pancakes in a pan sucks. And I was looking at this griddle service. I was like, how many pancakes can I lay down at one time? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go from where I would normally start cooking pancakes earlier so that I could essentially get through enough. So when someone came up, the kids could start eating to now I'm like this. Oh, you're up. You ready? I can go up there, fire it up and just whip, like get my egg white. So it's nice and left, light and fluffy and go out there and like drop six pancakes, boom, 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 and bring in six pancakes. You guys can start eating. I'll have another six done. So I won't spend as much time making like things like pancakes or French toast. Cause I don't have to cook one to two pieces at a time. I I'll literally be able to cook essentially the entire serving. So I think that's a nuance that a lot of people don't realize. And I'm fortunate, uh, you know, enough to have spent a you know good amount of time working in restaurants and I've always had massive griddles to cook on. I've had massive 800 degree grills to cook on. And so I understand what it is to make 30 pancakes at a time, you know, or even mix up the batter for that and then loading up the grill with just pancake after pancake after pancake and getting them out um, as quickly as possible. So and, and, you know, and, and so when I'm, when I started considering switching to the griddle versus the grill, for me, I just started realizing that the most of the stuff that I was doing, I was smoking and I wasn't and my grill start was you know, it's once again, it's just started rusting. You know, every grill I've ever had, no matter how much money I've spent, I spent a thousand dollars on a grill. I've spent thirty dollars, uh, you know, thirty dollars on a grill. I spent everything in between. And in the end, they just can't take the the weather, you know, and they start falling apart. So this time around, I was like, well, I'm going to start considering um, this griddle because, you know, the black zone started taking off and I started seeing more videos about it. And then I just realized that uh, there's a lot more I can do with that than I can just do with a traditional grill. And, uh, yeah, and uh, I had... Um, I, one of the reasons I had a uh, a gas grill, uh, I converted my stove to gas is because I wanted to be able to put a stovetop griddle in place, control the temperature, make some temperature zones, um, much like you would do a, a regular grill, and then be able to be, make pancakes or eggs or w- do whatever I wanted to. Have you on, have you used your um your gun to check? temperature in the zones to see if you actually are getting good temperature zones or if that because that hot cooking surface or if the, the temperature really does just like yeah it's just one temperature i can't really i don't think that i used the gun on the griddle i can't remember if i did or not if i did it didn't stand out i definitely used it on the smoker but i don't i don't think i used it on the griddle okay which i should but i, I just don't think i've used the griddle in that time frame um since since uh since uh you know, I got the gun, but I will do it though, just to see how hot it's actually getting because it gets super hot. And that's what, one of the things I really, really like about it. So I think, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, your wife did call me uh, while you were traveling and said she wanted to get you one for your gift. And she asked me which one to get. <clears throat> and I told her, I said, get the four burner one, 
because much like when you told me to get the bigger battery on my lightning, you you better to have the space and not need it than need it and not have it. Um, that and it's what I had, and it, honestly, it doesn't have a massive footprint. I think my my last grill had a way more significant footprint than my griddle, but I don't find myself cooking that much more on on the on my previous grill than on my griddle. So uh, when I when I got it, I was and I put it I put it back on the deck because I had, at one point I had moved it down to my patio where my smoker was. I was just like, yeah, it's this perfect fit right in the corner of my deck. So I was pretty happy with that. So one of the things I noticed when looking at the Blackstone and she had sent me an initial link is that depending on where you buy it, it seems like Blackstone has created different deals with different uh, vendors. Very big difference. Yeah. And it's not like the price difference is massive. It's not like massive swings of price difference that I noticed, but it's just what you get. And so I, if I would give anybody advice who's looking to buy a Blackstone, pay attention to what is coming. So don't just look at the price. Look what you're actually getting for that price. So uh, the classic example is she, your wife had sent me one from the local box store here. And I looked at it and I was like, I was like that, you know, slightly different price than mine. But and I started looking to see what it came with. And I noticed immediately the big difference was my Blackstone did not come with a lid, which is when I got mine from Amazon. Whereas the one at uh, I think it was Lowe's, at least had a had a lid. And I don't remember. I don't know if Home Depot had one with a lid or not. there, There are two different types of lids as well. Yeah, so one is like a pretty heavy lid, right? One is a heavy that has a handle that it stays fully attached to the body. And one the is a removable is a super lid. light that you kind of, yeah. you can either just remove it off or what it's designed is you kind of lift it and slide it to the back and it has hooks on the inside that hang off the back edge. Right, right. Which, and so, that's and the one you, I have. Right, and you, you have to decide. So that's one of the first things I would decide um, what works for you and what doesn't work for you is just look at the accessories. Because the other thing that uh, stood out to me was on mine, I have the stainless steel side tables, which I like because they're super easy to clean, especially when you have something like a griddle that's getting so hot, you know, the grease is flying everywhere. Yep. Um. So being able to quickly just wipe it off and it's perfectly spotless clean, I, I really like that. And my um, side tables are black like the body of it. Right. So they're you still have side the, tables, but they're just, they're not stainless steel. Yeah. Which, you know, should be fine in the end, but you never know. They could end up, you know, grease stained or whatever. I don't know. We'll have to see over time if it makes that much of a difference, but it's just a a difference. So you have to decide for yourself what you want. From what I could tell, it looks like uh, the uh, propane stand was the same. It has a little hook. Yeah, um, and a little seat. It had a paper towel holder that I chose not to install because I'm like, I'm never, I'm literally never going to. I like the idea of it. But because it's outside all the time, exactly, it's not. Gonna, I, it's just going to get. If I leave it outside and the thing blows off and it rains on it, it's going to be just. A mush I guess in the moment holder. you can bring the paper towel with you because I definitely use paper towels when I'm. Uh, uh, so do I. Yeah, cleaning, cleaning the grill or yeah. or oiling the grill, uh, or, or the uh, the griddle. Uh, but yeah, I, it's not something that I would necessarily leave outside. And then I think. Uh, for you and both both griddles, the tops were pretty much the same. You had the hole in the back to push the grease out. 
Yes. Um, and he had like a rectangular, almost like a loaf pan, but a little bit bigger. Oh, no. You said yours was a cup or was yours a pan? It's like a little pan. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's like the pan. You have a holder for the pan, right? So you have the holder and then you put the pan in it. No, it's all one device, all one piece. It's so like, you have. I'll take a, a photo of it for you, but it's like it's like a. It looks like a, it looks like let's say um remember the old like uh cups that they would use like for mining people they had a cup and it just has like a little hook on it so it hooks on top and then yeah. it just all sits in there it's all one one piece right but you can get pans that go inside you of it you can get something that goes inside of it Correct. yeah okay so we do okay so that part is the same so um so for so that's just something else to keep an eye out for if you're if you're looking to make the switch but the main thing that I was really excited to to do for myself was the ability to do breakfast on it. Like Rod just mentioned, um, there is, uh, you know, there's an art to making omelets. I love making omelets. I'm pretty, pretty darn good at you know, putting them in the pan and flipping them and doing the whole nine. But, uh, you know, there's another art, which is the folding that omelet on the griddle, not burning it, but you still get that kind of like that, uh, that diner style. Uh, of omelet where you know you put it out there or when you're making pancakes and you just dropping the the batter on the and you're just watching that thing spread out but then it stops and now you're looking much like you would do inside you're looking for the bubbles to come around the outside and slow down so that you know pretty much the bottom is ready and you can go ahead and flip that thing over and, and get the next batch on uh that i you know and i the one of the first things i did was a full-on breakfast so it's always nice to have yeah, either what I like to do is I'll lay out all my bacon. I'll just cook all my bacon right out the, right out the gate because then I can turn around and use that grease to cook other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll just lay out. I took I just took an entire pack of bacon. It was just like everywhere. Yeah, you know, nice. Are you so when you cook bacon in the house? Are you yeah. a cook bacon on the stovetop or you cook bacon in the oven guy? I never cook bacon on a stovetop. Okay, you're an that. oven guy too as well. I'm an oven guy. Yeah. Once I learned uh, working in a restaurant, because it's inefficient, right? You can't just, you can't cook bacon for an entire day because you know, the bacon you use, you're making it for you're using it for burgers. You're using it for pasta, uh, uh, not pasta, but to salads. You know, to, you know, you'll have to send some over to the salad station and they'll crumble it up and you, you know put it in a pan for their salads. You're using it for any pizzas that you're making. At least the restaurant I was working at, we had all those different things. So you can't just like, okay, grab a pan and <laughs> bang out some strips of bacon. So we would have a, uh, essentially we would use our pizza oven and uh, we would have our, our half, tr- half sheet trays, load them up with bacon, put them in there like 400 degrees. And then, you know, we would get them different variations. So some cooked harder, some cooked softer, softer. Um, and I, that's where I actually learned to enjoy a softer cooked bacon. But I know a lot of people still like their crispy, burnt um, bacon that if they get into an argument, they can cause some damage to their significant other at the table with that bacon. Uh, that's not me anymore, but uh, I get it. People still like it like that. So, yeah. So I, I just don't do it on the stove. I, I find it to be inefficient. And I like the ability to um, put that in the oven and still use all the burners to do other things. So that's why when I'm doing breakfast, I'll just lay them all out on a griddle and just get it going. So from an accessory standpoint, 
Did you add anything else onto your black Because I know I did a, a couple uh, a couple little accessories that I I knew for a fact that I wanted uh, out there. I, there are a couple I haven't done yet, but were there any accessories that you got to make? The, I don't want to say the transition easier because I mean, there's most people like, well, you need tongs, you need a spatula. But my first so, cook session, I can tell you, there's one thing I don't have the need, which is I. I told my kids, I'm going to do fried rice. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try it on the Blackstone. That was the first thing I cooked on there was fried rice. Mm. Um, and the first thing you need is like, well, it would have been really nice to have two spatulas that I can kind of move and flip the rice over as I need to. The mm-hmm. other thing I kind of realized was, do I really want to take my nice cutting knives and bring them out here and cutting on this hard surface? Like, like kind of the, I don't want to say trashy throwaway knives, but I was like, I probably do want like because I took the onions, I put them on the grill, I let them cook, and then like if you've been at like a hibachi place, they start cutting up the, the stuff on there. I was like, I should have just diced these onions up inside. Like I'm not taking my nice knives and cutting up on the surface. So I'm like, are there were there any accessories that you got for your blackstone? Uh, the first accessory that I so from blackstone directly, I absolutely ordered the made sure I had a cover for the, for the griddle. All right. Um, other than that, I didn't order anything else from Blackstone. But the one thing, the the first thing I got was my massive burger spatula. Um, and one of the reasons that I like that spatula, a, I can flip two patties at the same time. You know, it just it's just to me a faster thing to do. But also, b, the ends of it are are uh, almost sharp. You know what I mean? They're tapered off. And so instead of using a knife, they're absolutely sharp enough to chop up anything, any type of vegetable that I have on there directly. And I don't have to worry about, you know, using a knife directly to do it. Okay. Um, so that was the first thing. Second thing immediately I knew I was going to need was the, uh, was a burger, uh, a cheese melter cover. Okay. Uh, so, so I got that. Uh, I got the Cuisinart one with the handle. That was, uh, immediate. Uh, so those were the, probably the first two things I probably, and you had a good idea, which I should have probably done, but I didn't, which was you got a bottle to have oil separate that you can easily squeeze bottle the oil mm-hmm. on, on, onto the, onto the griddle. Cause the one thing I was telling you is keep the griddle oil. And I, I'd give that tip to anybody, you know, when you're cooking, don't think that you have too much oil on the griddle. It burns quickly and the vegetables just go on there quick. You know, and if you if the oil is hot, it won't make your food greasy. If it's not hot enough, yeah, your food will end up soaking up the oil. But if the oil is hot enough, it'll end up cooking the the food on the grill on the griddle. So just keep it hot and you're fine. But don't think that you because, you know, there's been times where I'm like, oh, yeah, I got plenty of oil on here. And then all of a sudden, you know, it just this one spot where my onions or something are sticking to the griddle. You know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't oil, you didn't get enough oil on there. And plus when you're doing eggs, you want to make sure you have a nice base of oil. So when you drop that egg in that oil, it spreads through the oil and starts to fry immediately as opposed to, you know, hitting the griddle and getting stuck and then messing up with your presentation in the end. So So those were the first two things, the spatula and the cheese melter um, right out of the gate. All right. So. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One thing I did, because uh, I felt it was a net, I, I, what I find that turns nasty on all my grills, uh, and maybe it's just a me thing, is a side, um, the side trays that you're talking about, like how yours are, yours are, um, uh, stainless steel. The reason why I, I got like a spatula holder, because I said I would rather just take the spatula holder inside, and I got the rubber one actually from uh, from um, Blackstone because I was like, eh, this just makes sense. I'll put the rubber spatula there; it'll sit there every time I take my spatulas off. Any knives that I'm working with, anything that I'm messing with on the cooking surface that I know will have oils and can drip on it, I'm just gonna put those right over here. It was the perfect thing because when I'm inside cooking. I like to have something somewhere to put my cooking utensils on because typically if you're if you're flipping like sausage and you have oil on them, it just drips oil on the counter and you wind up cleaning not just the thing but the counter. And I was like, I'm gonna have this plus outside. It tends to get it's the one thing that you feel like on the grill is it looks like the nasty over time because it just gets dirty. So I I did the rubber spatula holder and I thought that was a a good ad. You already talked about the oil bottle. Yeah. What I'm looking oh and I did I did the grill cleaner. Um, so Blackstone does sell a, which I thought was a, uh, for me, it was actually a sufficient cleaner. It's like a scrub brush, which mm-hmm. has a kind of the, I'll say the Brillo type pad on the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, it has a scraper on the front edge of it. So it makes mm-hmm. it very easy for you to just go ahead and clean the grill down. That, that was, those are the, those two things I got from Blackstone. I also did buy the Blackstone cheese melter. So, okay. so for me, when it comes to cleaning a griddle, uh, I keep it very simple. I do it the way I've always done it, working in restaurants. Um, turn the grill all the way up, make sure it's nice and hot. I take a cup of water, pour it over the whole grill. It starts to bubble up and uh, anything that's loose starts to come off. And I just turn my, uh, I don't have a separate uh, grill scraper, although, you know, we, that's what we used to use. But I just use a spatula, push everything towards the back, scrape it into the pan. Good to go. So we'll have to probably – I want to go with your – we'll probably go with, I think, for the picks, at least for your cheese melter because I think you probably found – I I was just at the big box store and I was like, all right, I'm going to get this cheese melter. But have, do you have – you know how like if you're in a, a restaurant cooking because you've done that where you have the two spatulas that are identical size. Typically one is like just a solid spatula. The other one is kind of like a spatula that has – uh, I'd say per, it's almost like perforated has either holes in it. Mm-hmm. So when you're mm-hmm. trying to work, do you have those kind of dual out or do you just go with your big, massive uh, spatula? No, I just use my, my big spatula for everything. Um, if, and the holes are fine. If you're trying to reduce the amount of oil you pick up for me, what I will do is I will use the corner of the spatula to initially lift a burger yep. and then I'll tilt it. And that'll allow any oil that I scooped up initially to run off off the spatula and off the burger and then I'll just give it a quick s- snap and then get the burger onto the spatula completely and then lift it out. You know, okay. if, if I'm concerned, cause sometimes 
I want a little bit of that grease on the bun. So what I'll do is I'll just scoop the burger, put it on the bun, on the bun. And then, you know, I'll basically plate the burger at the, at the same time, in which case I'm not worried about the oil because that oil is going into the bun and it becomes that nice greasy burger that you may be looking for instead. Now, my wife is one of one of the things that I didn't return and wanted paying for myself. <clears throat> she got me a, uh, <laughs> a, 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 a like a burger press, a griddle press. OK. Um, I'm not a huge smash burger type person. However, mm-hmm. my kids do love burgers. I do know the, I guess, idea and thought process behind built like making the smash burger. So I figured at least if not at one time, I'll try to do a smash burger. I also think. For some people who still like their bacon cooked versus raw, like yourself, um, I know you raw bacon. Yeah, you can, you can, you can, uh, you can like sometimes you'll like put bacon on, it'll just start to want to roll up and curl up on you, and sometimes you just want to press down the edges of it, like just put something so it holds it flat, so it can go back out to the longer form format. Or you may want to, you may have something you want to put something on to so just weight it down a little bit. So I do like the idea of the the uh, the press for those type of things, but typically I think. For me, the burger press would be take a ball of meat, put it on the grill, press it down to get it to that nice, consistent, flat, good char on it. Flip, yeah. done. So I did get, I do have the burger press. So I'll, I'll again, I'll include a link for the burger press as well there. And for so folks that, you know, you don't want to buy something separate to do a smash burger, you can eat the, the biggest trick is to make sure you kind of press evenly. And then kind of slide your, your slide your spatula a little bit. So what you can do is use your, you know, the biggest spatula you have, but then just lay the spatula on top of the ball, the burger ball, and then use like a cup or something in the middle of that spatula to push down with that. And that'll help you get that even pressure pushing down on the spatula versus, you know, having a, a, a uh, you know, the burger press. Yeah, like I say, that was a it was an easy one. I, I just like you, I did get the grill cover. Uh, I, I mean, you had made a point that you said, if not, I mean, I think with any grill, you should have a cover for it. Yeah, if nothing 100%. else. It's just it will help it last a little longer through the element of being in inside or outside with all the rain, all of this, all of that, and it's nice that you just say when I come out, I'm not sweeping water off of it and especially with this because you have that that trap that is just yeah so so for me because i just have the the leather cover that goes on top or a vinyl cover it the water if it's a heavy rain it does a good job for the most part keeping the water off but you know there'll be times where i i go to use it for the first time in a while and yeah the pan's full of water because it does it will seep through in the end um, and then, you know, there's a bit, a bit of rust on the top, but you know, no big deal. You just burn it off and, you know, re, re-season the, the griddle, which leads me to how, how did your seasoning process go for your griddle? So, um, yeah, that was, I did, I think I went through five steps. So I, I debated on, I was like, ah, I have some grapeseed oil here. And when I was out dealing with, uh, some stuff for the grill and I was getting stuff, I was like, oh, Blackstone sells their own griddle seasoning. I'll just use that. It's not a big deal. It was, I think it, when I saw it at the store, it was like six bucks. I was like, I'll just take that back home. I'm not going to use my grapeseed oil, which is a bit more expensive. I'll take this back home and I use that. So I got the grill smoking hot. I will say the one thing I did identify for me, with at least with the first time I turned the grill, I was like, this thing is not getting hot. I'm like, I I'd called you to see why, how long did your grill take to get hot? I was like, this is insane. And I realized that I had, 
turned one burner on and lit it. And then I started turning the other burners on and lighting them. And it, at least what I found is it, I feel like it preferred me to turn all the burners on light and then adjust as need be. Or else I didn't get it. Didn't get that instant heat. It might have been a fluke that I was dealing with because it was again. Well, it's probably your first time too, right? So it's probably maybe probably some air in the line or something. Yeah, because that's uh, how I light mine. I light the one on the left. Um, Well, I just I turn the one on the left on, light it, and then I turn the other ones on, and never had an issue. Now, of course, I did make the mistake. I went when I was at Lowe's. I was like, you know what? Let me just get an extra propane tank because I'm a I'm a at, if you only have one propane tank, you're out of propane because right. the moment you run out, you're screwed. And yeah. this is one reason why I like the egg is I, I well, I guess you're running with charcoal. At least, you know, you can always get propane um, because if the place you get charcoal from is closed, you're like, oh, gosh, I, yeah, I, you know, you pa- you're panicking. He's calling other people. Yeah. No, uh, you could, when you said, when you asked me how many I had, I started laughing. But yeah, I, I don't need three. I actually used to keep five because I would always have two for tailgating. And then three yeah. kept around the house. And then I had gotten rid of a bunch and went down to one. But then one is too few. Yeah. And on top of that, because I bought this uh, nice table for my my deck that has like one of those uh, flames in the middle of it. I was like, OK, I need another one. So um, and then I keep one now for lighting the uh, my smoker, my stumps. So I actually went right back to three and uh, three has been pretty solid. Uh, for me but we should talk real real quick we should touch on the fact that um, for anybody looking to uh, season their griddle or even season their smoker you don't have to use grapeseed you know grapeseed is what a lot of people recommend but what you don't want to use is a meat-based oil you want to use a vegetable-based oil because you don't want to you know run the risk of you know any rotting or anything like that so yeah. you just want to use a vegetable based oil which is easy um even on my uh on my stumps i ended up using like a spray oil and just sprayed the whole thing down and closed it up let it smoke down and do its thing but on the griddle i actually did use um i think i used a, a combination i think i started out with uh crisco vegetable oil and then in the end i switched to uh i did like the last coat with the grapeseed and let it super hot smoke down and then had a nice finish on on there when I was all said and done. Yeah, this, again, I I mean you can see YouTube videos of people. It's uh, seasoning the griddle. It's not hard. You get it super hot. You drop some on. You move it around with like a paper towel, just getting it all over the griddle in a thin layer. Let it burn off. It'll start smoking. It'll smoke for a little while. Once it stops smoking, rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Not rinse, but uh, just do it again. Sorry, I shouldn't say rinse. You're doing the same process over and over again. And about three from barbecue the tech said, rinse and repeat. Grab the bucket of water, baby. <laughs> so, but yeah, that, to me, seasoning the griddle was easy. And I did that the first day and I was like, all right. And then honestly, I was like, all right, I'm going to try to make orange chicken. And, and the kids are like fried rice. I was like, I'll do fried rice. And I normally do it in the walk. It's just super easy. But I was like, I've seen these guys do it. I can, I can do that. I will say, I probably didn't move the rice as quickly as I should have. I got a bit more crunchy bits in it, but they actually mm-hmm. liked that, um, that I wouldn't get those in the wok because the wok wouldn't get as hot. Right. Uh, but it, yeah, it was a, it's definitely a different cooking experience. I'm looking forward to making pancakes on it yeah. for so if I, certain. So if I had to break down, you know, what I went through my decision process to switch from a grill to a griddle, A, is I wanted to, uh, my, my grill was old and on its last leg. So I was just like, it's time to get rid of this thing. 
That was number one. And so B, when I started looking at the two, I, I kind of just realized that I wasn't getting any benefit out of having a propane regular grill, except for the fact that I could just use it to do burgers, steaks and whatever. And what I thought was, you know, lately I had started doing my steaks inside the house, inside of a pan. I started doing my burgers on a pan and I was like, I can easily eliminate the grease in the house and the smoke in the house and do this instead uh, outside. So that became a, a very appealing. And then I started thinking about sometimes, you know, like there's plenty of times we've done like Mother's Day breakfast where we're cooking for all the mothers in the family and having a griddle to be able to facilitate that was what was awesome. Um, so, yeah, I started thinking about the big grilling sessions that I have. And then I started thinking about my uh, one of the best things that I did on there was the uh, tomahawk steak. And uh, I reverse seared it. And when I started thinking about, you know, today I reverse sear, I mean, at, at the time, at least use the grill and whatever. And, you know, nothing amazing, but the heat and the crusting that was created by using the griddle, man, that, that was second to none. That was one of the best, uh, t, uh, uh, tomahawk steaks I had ever made. Because I smoked it perfectly, was able to use my meter to keep the temperature right perfect, right to, I smoked it to right to 125, took it off, had the griddle going, and then just slapped that thing on the griddle. And this, you know, the sear was immediate and it was fierce. And when it was all said and done, it had a nice crusting on the outside, but it was melt in your mouth on the inside. And I, I was so excited about how that came out. And even recently when I did some burgers uh, on there, it was just the, the crust you get on the burger. It, it's just part of the experience, right? You bite in, you get that initial, oh yeah, now I'm feeling my burger. And then you go in and you get everything else. It's it's amazing to me. And that, Layers that's what, of texture is... Uh... Tech, yeah, yeah. So I, I will say something. I like what you raised about the uh, tomahawk steak because... What I have found, and it's varying what you cook, is a tomahawk is one good example is that my egg was not big enough for that for the tomahawk steak and bone yeah. to fit on like say yeah. flat. You'd also I'd also run into things where if you're cooking with skewers, sometimes you get skewers where it's just a skewer that goes through meat for like uh um uh kebabs, and sometimes they have handles. Well, on my egg, when I was using the grill it sat lower and if they had handles, there was really no way to get the handles sit there because I needed something that sat flat so that the wooden handle could sit outside of the flame path. And this gives me a great opportunity that if I were going to just say, I'll just put some uh, skewers out on there and I can just kind of flip them on a flat top. I could, I could easily do that, but I'd probably more importantly is the way I look at using it is your uh, tomahawk steak example. Yeah. Uh, and you're trying to, get that cook and it's so much of the cook surface like it's you can yeah. cool down one area by putting something on and the other areas are lightning hot still yeah so the cook surface from the griddle itself being able to do you know so much so easily i mean obviously if you have a big grill you can do kind of the same things but it's just pretty it was just uh you know it just as easy as doing it on a griddle but the cook surface that the meat was covered in so when you have that heat coming off the off your regular grill 
And uh, yeah, the, most of the crusting, you will get some crusting on the outside, but most of it is where it hit the 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 bars on the grill. Mm-hmm. But with the griddle, the whole thing is getting hit. So it was like a nice layer across the meat as opposed to just the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the top of it and the grill marks. And, you know, it was a time when I was impressed with making all these grill marks, but, you know, that, that, it's still cool. You know, if I had to write a grill, I'd definitely do my quarter turns to get my grill marks. But I just, I find getting that full layer of crusting to be more enjoyable to me nowadays than just uh, seeing some awesome grill marks on it. So I imagine that the next time you do sous vide steaks, you're going to get a whole different texture. Um, oh yeah. Off I'm of those steaks when, when it's all said and done. So that I, I can't wait to hear about that. The one thing I'm like, I know that my technique, I follow a lot with, um, uh, the guy who does uh sous vide, everything, uh, site, like he likes when he sous vide the steak, he likes to put it in a pan, get it nice and hot, you know, you're basting it with the oil and butter. Like you flip it, you have rosemary, garlic, all that stuff in there. You're basting it. So I do like that technique. However, switching it to well, outside. I'm, you could probably mimic that, right? So you put the rosemary directly on top of the steak and then you're just basting the butter through on top of the rosemary. It's running off on the steak. So you just grab it with the spatula, you know, yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah not using a spoon anymore. Cause I, right. I would tilt the pan and then just roll it in. Yeah. Yeah. You just use it. a spatula to do it, but you so need I, the rosemary on the steak. One tip is level your smoker or your, yeah, your you bottle. definitely want it leveled. Yeah. You definitely want to level. Cause you dump oil. It'll just go wherever, wherever it's yeah, unleveled you, to like, if it's, yeah, you want to be able to control back, forward. where it's going. You don't want to just running off on its own. So yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So. Cool, man. So hopefully this episode helps some folks that were on the fence, maybe uh, go over and we should be clear. We have no affiliation with Blackstone. We don't, I don't care what grill you get. You know, if you're making the switch, make the switch. I'm a fan of it. I like it. Rod is now a new fan of it, but you know, with, this is not a necessarily a commercial for them. It's just the one that to me was, you know, the best one to get at the time. So if there's something else out there, let us know. Um, shout out to my boy, Ben, who's uh, now, uh, and, uh, uh, in our, uh, discord, um, just got his wife, just got him a smoker and he, he's in there now doing his thing, posting his salmon pictures already putting out folks already, you know, giving, sharing advice and, you know, processes and procedures, you know, to make it. I, that, and that's the thing I love about uh, what we're doing here is because it's just really cool to kind of, you know, just get, you know, some tips and ideas from other folks and, um, CJ, what's up? Um, and uh, my boy Sean, uh, you know, the, who just joined in on the Discord. So if you want to check us out, we're over there. Um, hit us up on Twitter, wherever you want. Uh, ask us a question. Uh, remember, we have a store, uh, barbecueattack.com, uh, uh, t shirts, uh, aprons, um, ashtrays, and uh, of course, our cutting boards, which look dope, all handmade. Uh, So there you go. All right, man. You ready to bounce up out of here? Let's do it, man. All right. We out. I'll see you guys later.
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.